Hey guys, welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. I am grateful that you are part of this community. Hey, if you've been listening over the last several weeks, you know we've been talking about um, restoring masculinity. We've been focused on this topic of how do we as men change culture with courage? How do we bring masculinity back to where God intended it for it to be? And we went through just a recent series where we dove into Moses and we looked in the book of Exodus. We, we honed in on chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. And we introduced all of this with the cycle of how men uh, are called by God. And when God calls, our natural reaction sometimes is to doubt. We, we, we were a little reluctant to pursue what God is asking us to do. But eventually his grace is sufficient and that leads to obedience. And when man is obedient, that's ultimately where God's supernatural can take place in our life. And I want to kind of continue on looking into the life of Moses. But over the next several weeks, we're going to be discussing this topic of leadership. And leadership is is really, really broad. And I think we're coming out of a season maybe over the last 10 to 15 years where the leadership thing has just been like hammered on how to be a better leader. And there's been leadership development and there's all sorts of leadership gurus from Craig Rochelle to Andy Stanley to uh, Bill Hybels to, I mean, you name it, there's all kinds of leadership experts out there. However, uh, I think it's burnt people out a little bit. I do believe that we've all been to things like the Global Leadership Summit. We've been to things like Catalyst Leadership Conference. We've all done these things out there that are that are really good in and of themselves, great resources. Um, and it's great things that we need to be grabbing onto. But I think, again, we're kind of coming out of a season of burnout. But I recently heard Craig Rochelle talk about on his leadership podcast how many of us, um, almost all of us probably in this world today, have never been in a position of leadership like we are now where we're leading out of a crisis. Um, we've Many of us maybe can have led in a crisis, but we've never led out of a crisis. And so that made me think uh, a little few weeks ago when I was um, taking part in the Global Leadership Summit it just made me think like, man, how, how are we going to restore masculinity? How are we going to change culture uh, with courage coming out of this crisis that we've, that our world's found itself in over the last couple of years? And there's lots of definitions of leadership, right? You look at how Bill Hybels talks about leadership and he defines it as getting people from here to there, meaning where people are now, I get them to where I want to be because of the vision that God gave me, right? That's leadership. Uh, Andy Stanley defines leadership as getting things done through other people. Um, Craig Groeschel, uh, he might define leadership as, you know, uh, healthy leadership produces faithful followers, right? And so there's a lot that we can unpack when it comes to different types of leadership. And so over the next couple of weeks, I want to talk specifically about the kind of leadership it takes to fulfill God's missions, because I again, I do believe that men that God calls all of us men to a particular mission, and some of those missions are larger than others in and of themselves, but they doesn't mean it's less important. And so we will begin to restore masculinity truly, and we will truly change a culture with our courage when we start to live out our leadership. So that's what I want to talk about, and that's a long intro for kind of our style of podcast, which is a couple minutes. However, the, the interesting thing is that when, when you work for a healthy leader, 
then you know how easy it is to follow and to sacrifice and to give your best effort to that leader. And when you are the healthy leader, if you don't have people following you and you don't have people sacrificing for the mission and you don't have people giving their best to the mission, then it might be time to look in the mirror and say, how effective is my leadership? And like I said, over the last episodes, we talked about this restoring masculinity. And I want to go maybe just a layer deeper into um, Moses. And we talked about this pattern in his life, this cycle, right? God calls him. He doubts. There's reluctance. Eventually, he comes around to obedience. When he's obedient, God's supernatural takes place. And I think this cycle holds true for many of us men. And I believe that when we experience the cycle, our leadership develops more. And when, our, when we develop as leaders, we're better men. And when we're better men, we start to restore masculinity because we start to change the culture around us. And like I said, over the last several episodes, we looked in Exodus today. I want to dive a little bit more into leadership and I want to focus on this definition of leadership, particularly Andy Stanley's where he talks about getting things done through other people. I want to read this excerpt from you uh, or to you from the book of Numbers. It's in chapter 11, and I'm going to read to you verses 11 through 17. And I want you to hear this out. It says this. It says, this is after the God has provided manna to the Israelites. They're looking for meat. They're looking for meat. They're complaining. They're groaning. Uh, all they keep going is to Moses and saying, we just want meat. We want meat. And this is what Moses says to God. Check it out. This conversation between he and the Lord Verse 11, it says this. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden on? I'm sorry, that you put the burden of all these people on me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their forefathers? What can I, what can I get? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. Now, here's the key part of this. Verse 14, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. Now, here's another key part of this. Verse 16 and 17, the Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are, kn who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of the meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take the spirit that is on you and you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. This is so and just unbelievably impressive that I think it's so easily overlooked. Because high level, what Moses is beginning to do here and what God is instructing Moses to do is to start to build his team and delegate. And the way that delegate is defined by the dictionary is entrusting a task or responsibility to another person. So why is Moses doing this? Because he said, I can't do this alone. I'm, I, I cannot carry all of these people on my own, right? And look what God says in verse 17. I want to reiterate this part. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will then help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. What's the spirit that's upon you, men? 
This is so crucial. For for Moses, we know from a chapter later in Numbers chapter 12, it says in verse 3 that Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. We believe here that the spirit that is on Moses was a spirit of humility. It was a willingness to serve the Lord, to sacrifice for the Lord, and to see the mission that God had given him come to fruition. And he used his humility for that to come to fruition. So there was a spirit of humility upon Moses. And for God's mission to come about, that spirit of humility needed to come upon the team that Moses was going to build. And that was God's job to put that spirit on there. So the question I have for all of us today is, as you're developing as a leader, as you lead other people, as you lead a mission, as you run your business, whatever it may be, what is this unique spirit that God has put upon you? Maybe it is humility. Maybe the spirit that God's put upon you is just hard work. You know how to get things done. You're, you're not willing to kind of get in there and get your, or you're not afraid to get in there and be willing to get your hands dirty. Maybe it's of grit, right? Doesn't matter how many hurdles jump in front of you. You're going to jump through them, over them, go around them. You just know how to be gritty. Maybe the spirit upon you is one of generosity, right? I don't know. Only you can discern that. But I think to be an effective leader, to fulfill the mission that God has given you, you have to know what unique spirit he's put upon you. And then the hard part is developing the people around you with a similar spirit. And we can't do that. We need to go to God and ask him, Lord, give me the people that have a similar spirit. Because when we put ourselves around people that are like-minded, when we, get, when we put ourselves around people that have a similar spirit that, that we do, it's going to help the mission that God's given us uniquely to come to fruition. And I believe he's entrusting us men to restore masculinity, to change a culture with courage by doing exactly this. So my charge is to, for each of us this week, identify what's the unique spirit that God's put upon you and have you prayed to him about putting the right people around you and that he would then impart that same spirit upon them. We'll talk to you guys next time.